0: If you remember the story of the Titanic then you'll recall that a huge ship scraped a large iceberg which caused it to sink. That was a relatively small iceberg which was part of the problem as it was difficult to see. But now a really massive iceberg is on the loose in the Atlantic. It is actually an ice island around ten times the size of Hong Kong Island that has broken off from a glacier in Greenland and is drifting towards Canada. It is the biggest iceberg in the Atlantic for the last 40 years. At the moment, it's so big that you can't miss it, with radar or the naked eye. But if it moves towards warmer waters and into ocean currents, then it's likely to break up, and that's when it becomes more hazardous. Of course, radar, sonar and satellite technology are all around now to help keep a virtual eye out for the ice island. But ships do still have to be very careful as a big iceberg can still sink a big ship. Nobody would ever claim that deep-fried fast food is good for you, but as long as you don't overdo it, then once in a while it shouldn't hurt you. But heavy doses of fried food will increase your cholesterol level, and so how about serving anti-cholesterol drugs with that burger and fries? That is what a group of researchers at Imperial College London are proposing. They are suggesting to fast food joints that for every greasy meal comes a free statin drug. Statins are types of drugs that can reduce cholesterol, and so they say that by handing out the drugs at the same time as the fries, that one would cancel out the cholesterol effects of the other. They say that it would be no more expensive than a packet of ketchup too. Maybe, but I can't see the fast food giants coming on board with that idea. And besides, it might reduce cholesterol, but it wouldn't help the overdose of calories. It's hard to imagine a world without antibiotics the drugs that kill infections and bacteria and make recovering from disease or surgery more successful. It was only in the 1930s and 40s that these became widely used, but they have changed medicine forever. However, as you might have heard, there are more and more so-called superbugs that are gaining resistance to antibiotics. And also, some doctors give out too many antibiotics when treating some conditions like viruses, which they have no effect on. So is the time approaching when we will have to do without antibiotics again? That is what some doctors are suggesting, that the miracle medicines have been made ineffective by the very bacteria that they were designed to knock out. Those bacteria are evolving faster than we are creating new drugs to combat them. A lot of modern medicine would be impossible if we lost our ability to treat infections. Recovering from transplant surgery or just having your appendix removed would be very risky. So will we be able to develop new drugs before existing antibiotics become useless? We can only hope so, yes. It will be many years, if ever, before a man goes to the planet Mars to start a colony there. But if that does happen, scientists are saying that the red soil that the planet has could be good for growing crops. Mars has less gravity than Earth, and so Martian residents would be able to use less water and fertilizer than we do on Earth. However, what we don't know is how the plants themselves would cope. Even though plants on Earth survive through periods of more or less water, we don't know how they would cope with gravity that is only one third as strong as on Earth. Some plants have been grown in space before, but how they would work long term on a new planet we wouldn't truly know until we tried. So those astronauts going to Mars would definitely have to take a big pack lunch just in case. It might have happened already, or it might be yet to come, but technology experts are estimating that sometime this month, the five billionth device will be plugged into the Internet. Until recently, that was mostly computers, but now an ever-growing number of smartphones regularly use the net too. And with more e-readers, web TVs, and iPhone-type devices, that number is set to grow four times in the next decade. It's almost impossible to know the actual number of devices connected to the Internet at any one time, and so there'll be no celebration when we reach that magic 5 billion number, but who knows, it might have even been you. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the Science Blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next week for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.